everyone. Welcome back to First of All, a podcast and a real unfiltered conversation on career, family, love, and modern culture. I am your host, Minji Chang. I'm so excited to be back with you guys. Thank you so much for everybody who's shown love for episode three uh, to Surrender Part One. I'm so glad that you liked it. This week, I do have a guest, and I'm so, so happy because she is one of my dearest friends here in Los Angeles and just a powerhouse and amazing woman of her own right, a creative and uh, just a shining light. So I'm so excited to introduce Christine Chen to the podcast. Oh my God, I am so proud of you. I'm so happy to be on your show. I'm so honored. (laughs) As am I. We've been talking about this moment for quite a while. I know. Look at you. You're doing it. You're doing it. <laughs> Do you see why she's my friend? She's been like such a great cheerleader. And and since, yeah, day one, w- when we first recorded Collabcast, <laughs> which was like, what, a year and a half ago, two years ago, um, you've been pushing me. And so thank you. This is a huge honor. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it makes me so happy when I see my friends finally doing the things that you're like, oh my God, yes, this is your destiny. You're doing it. <laughs> Likewise to, to you. And uh, for those of you who don't know Christine, you should. And I highly encourage you to follow her her social media and her creative work because she is an amazing producer. She makes cute art, the the most adorable. I don't, what did you call them again? Uh, Amagurumis. Yeah, I see, I don't even want to say it. That's why I didn't say it. That, um, they're adorable. <laughs> and then she also host her own podcast that I listen to perfectly imperfect which is hosted by Christine and her friend oh now our friend because I met her uh, Regina Fang and they just talk about uh, everything that we talk about here just life and uh, more perspectives on uh, being strong women creative women um, and now you guys are having guests and it's amazing You've given me so much life. And we, again, need a lot of the, what Christina and I talk about is having more female voices speaking about our experiences and just kind of creating space for us to to share and to empower one another and to vent and all the things, educate. Um, so yeah, you got to check that out. And we'll plug more of your stuff at the end. But I want to dive into our featured topic because it is one that you and I know so well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we had like a three-hour conversation about it. Probably every yeah. and every time I see you, we have a little check-in. We're like, Are yeah. you okay? Are you okay? Are you resting? Are you good? And uh, we're like, no, there's so much stuff. I know. So our our feature topic for this week is is burnout, which is a very universal topic. And when I actually shared this topic on Facebook with friends, there was a very strong response in terms of I was just like hey anybody have experience with burnout and I knew (laughs) everyone did but like the responses the comments were were pretty astounding (sighs) so (laughs) just you know this is a featured topic and um, you know what (laughs) first of all first of all let's get into this yeah I I have to say that um I know that this is a very universal topic and I want to keep the conversation universal, but this is between the two of us, two women. Um, you're reaching me at a funny time. I asked you about this a while ago, but I've, I'm in the middle of burnout right now. So I just oh, want yeah. to set the context because I've had one hell of a week. Um, and it's just, I'm kind of reached that point. I'm actually kind of getting out of it, but this is just, I'm just so glad this is going to be a therapy session for me too, which is, good for conversation so just letting you know that that's the context and what 
the universe we're in right now for me girl i'm ready i'm ready but christine's doing good you were you're saying right like you're having a good start you just had a birthday so and, did you and I know. So did are you I. leo i'm a cancer right before oh. leo oh right oh, yeah so yeah. i have leo in my one of my rising signs oh okay yeah. so yeah got a lot of power how are you doing have you been have you you've been having a good start right well, I mean, like, you're giving context. I'll give context. I was burnt out. I realized I was burnt out for, like, three years. <laughs> Aren't we all? I know. I mean, it's just like you said. It's, like, phases of it. And sometimes there's, like, mini burnt outs. And then, then for mine, it was, like, a huge burnt out. And then now I'm just starting to, like, reignite. <laughs> if I you want to use it. that metaphor. Yeah. So, but it's been a tough journey. But, like, how, I mean, tell me more about you, though. Like, what? <laughs> Is yours like a mini burnt out or has it been like an escalating thing? It's funny because I was uh, I was having this really angry spring uh, as I've, I've, I was just like angry on it. To be honest, it had a lot to do with the administration. Honestly, Donald Trump being oh, president, yeah. I think God. really kind of like fucked with my my psyche and my soul. And I was genuinely really pretty upset just with like the day-to-day like you'd wake up and there's another stressful headline and it was not some like random you know nonsensical headline it was like real stuff like about national security and about sexism and about you know transgender transgender you know taking rights human rights away you know and like going to war and conspiracy and collusion and like it was just a lot so that was kind of (sighs) already kind of setting a bad foundation but i mean i got over that and i was having this really really great summer so far starting in june things were like on this really great upward turn but again it's the burnout is it can be from both bad and good right so i felt like there was just a lot of good happening but then you know too much of anything is is really overwhelming and i have a tendency my personality people uh will get to continue to know me but i i do a lot like i go at a million miles an hour and I, I, I don't understand how you get that energy. I see you at every event. You're supporting everybody and, you know, running your own, like running collaboration and doing being an actress. And it's just like so many things running at the exact same time. Which is why, like, you're Wonder Woman. That's oh, you're so sweet. But here's my thing. And I'm and I'm really recognizing in this particular burnout. So the one the thing that prompted a burnout is that I broke up with somebody recently it wasn't a super serious relationship but i think just the it has the exact ingredients of like emotional like i was just done and really really fed up with a lot of things and just feeling that's i don't know can you i mean i would love to kind of get your definition of burnout because for me it's just exhaustion it's being completely before it was more physical. Like I got sick a lot. I would get sick every two weeks. You saw that. And that's why you're always so worried about me. And I love you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, for me, it was more physical before. Now it's a lot more emotional and mental. Yeah. Yeah. I think like from my big burnout this time, it was all of those things as well. It wasn't just one aspect. And I think it's because I'm the type of person that will keep pushing and pushing and pushing myself because I don't know, I guess I was just brought up to not show weakness in a sense and mm-hmm. then try to keep up with everyone. And I really had to dig into kind of like the psychology to why I was like that. And right. I I realized that the reason why I try to 
run on all cylinders all the time and not drop the ball for any reason Mm -hmm. is because I never felt that I was special or provided any specific skill. So I felt like I had to make up for it by being everything to everyone. And yeah, yeah. And then what ended up happening was a, my health was failing, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was ignoring all the signs. And that's something looking back now, I was like, oh my God, my, our bodies tell us all the time what it needs, right? Yeah, they like, do. Rest and, you know, take it easy, take a break, but then you ignore and push past it. And then when that gives out, you're no good to anybody. Right. You know? Right. And then and then that all falls into the cycle of me feeling guilty, me trying to push past that, and then me I feeling gotta weak. Give, I gotta do, I gotta do it. Yeah, yeah. And then it wasn't just at work, but it was at home with family, with in my relationship, all aspects. And that caused like a huge, like I just had nothing left to give. Yeah. And yeah, so I, I is that is that how you? you yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. And and that's the thing that um, I think again, kind of bringing context to for for women. I think it, there's a really really strong undertone of guilt under everything, which is why you know even my first episode I was talking about over apologizing, and I think. It comes from a good place. The intention is I want to be supportive and I want to be of value. I want to contribute. Um, that's how it felt for me. But it also, like, when you, exactly what you said, when you looked at the root cause of it, it was stemming from a place of less than. It was stemming from a place of not having enough to give. So I got to keep giving or, like, yeah. not having that sense of self-worth. Is that something yes. that? Yes. Totally. You're, you're, you're totally hitting it. And, it, like, I realized, too, that it was the I needed to create that void for people. So like the more I did, the more I was in people's lives, the more they needed me, right? Yeah. So then th- that was my way of feeling worthy of being needed by s- some people. So if I wasn't there, then they would feel that. Right. So right. yeah, that it is it totally comes with a sense of like not valuing my own self-worth. And I think, again, I'm not, I think for women, it, it is a very uh, specific experience. But for men too, it's like having like a lot of, it's a lot based on like performance like having to one up somebody that's I've heard a lot you know I've my brother is one of my best friends and just like and for everybody again this is not just gender focused or anything like that but everybody validates or feels value or feels worth according to different things whether that's because I make a big salary or because I have a ton of friends that I see all the time um honestly I've I've really like just a keep it 100 of what I realized. Like, I think I use work as a huge sense of validation that I don't ever stop because I, if I did stop, I don't know what I would have to deal with sometimes in that quiet. Um, I would have to face a lot of other things. And so sometimes it's really, it is very fulfilling. I'm not trying to take away from that, but part of it is like this avoidance of that. There's other stuff that I, I kind of am putting on the back burner, which is yes. me. <laughs> Yes, yes. And that's, those are all the conversations that we've had, you know, because you would tell me about your daydreams and things that you, every time you talk about it, your eyes light up. It's like a glow about you. And <laughs> it's, it's a total difference. It's not to say that you don't feel passionate about what you do. I think that's the difference between what you and I do. Um, because we're so involved in the community and we, we're very passionate about like, you know, um, supporting others and being a part of that movement and stuff. But then, there's a fine balance when you put other people and other people's needs in front of your own. And right. when you, when I looked back, I was like, wow, I, as much as I 
was fulfilled in some way to help people that I believed in and all that, right. um, I realized that as the cost of it was me and my daydreams. Right. And I, I realized that I spent more time daydreaming about the things that I wanted to do, but then I also felt selfish in a way. And then I was like, oh, I, See, I can't just give up on all this. You I know? hate that shit because it's like, why is it the, the, the framing of that? Like, why is it selfish to do what you want? It, it has a negative connotation right there and and that is something i i I have a hatred for that word even though i'm trying to just like learn how to embrace it but i feel like that word at least for as a woman it gets thrown at at women as like if you want to do you you're selfish or you're like a selfish bitch or like what whatever you know like there's way more beyond just selfish it's like an attack it's saying you should not put yourself first you know what I mean? Because that's how in very small social cues, we always praise mothers and, you know, oh my God, with mothers, you know, you're supposed to think of your child first and you're supposed to think of your in-laws first. And you're supposed to think of everybody before you take a shower, get a man, like God forbid you get a manicure, pedicure or a massage to like feel re- or to sleep, you know, like everyone praises that martyr who doesn't eat or sleep and just gives everything to the last, literally the last dying moment to everybody. And while there, it, I, I don't want to dishonor that but like there's so much of a focus on that that i think that it can be really toxic because it sends a bad message in my opinion i completely agree and i think it's because as young girls we were brought up to be that way you know there's at least for me there's more emphasis to like you know serve others and put others before me and it could be in my parents way in their culture to prepare me for the future of being like a daughter-in-law being you know, uh, a mother and all that, which by the way, I don't want my own children. And like, I have worked really hard not to feel guilty about that statement because people, right. there's just like this thing, like this air where, and then it's not like people make me feel guilty, but they're just like, oh, you would make such a great mom or like, what do you mean? You know, and then to me, it's like, I don't feel like I have to explain that. And yeah. if, if people think that I'm being selfish with my time and because th- there's a lot of women like they're you're supposed to want to have kids you're supposed to want to get married and since i don't want either of those things i think a lot of people are confused by it and like why would you be dating someone and it's like i have to constantly uh explain and i guess make excuses but then once i realize that's my truth i don't have to explain anything to anyone you know exactly so yeah so that carries over to work that carries over to everything and i agree where to be honest now when i think about it you're being selfish by putting yourself in a situation that you're not happy. And that's because I realized I was becoming an unhappy person. And the people around me were directly affected by my negative energy. And I wasn't even aware that I was putting it out and the type of person I was becoming. And I, looking back now, I was like, wow, that's totally, it's selfish. It's selfish because... like Selfish in the actual bad way. (laughs) No, Yeah, yeah. Because like you're kind of being... it's like yeah you're being inconsiderate of others because you're putting yourself in a situation that you're not happy and then if you actually think about it you know the best way to do you and to be a service to other people is by doing what you love so you genuinely like exhibit and and exude that that positive energy and it's such a difference and and i i'm sure that you've experienced it too where that energy of when you feel right in your element and then like i remember when you had posted something about you were doing a casting call right and Mm -hmm, um and that moment for you was so significant and 
not to say that takes away from anything that you're doing now while at collaboration or whatever, but that moment in itself is just, you can't explain it. It just feels right. right. Exactly. And, and when you feel that, you give that out. To the exactly. And that's that's something that's rarely encouraged, too, which is why that, you know, even in I know that that might feel frustrating for you to constantly have to explain yourself. But like you find your way to communicate that, like on your podcast or in in the social media posts that you put up, you are very clear about that, which is why I appreciate that you do share your thoughts, because there so there are other people out there who need, you know, in that way, that support and permission to say, you know what, I don't want to abide by this particular societal norm, because I I felt wrong for wanting kids. Like it was funny because I wanted to do this power power woman thing. And then I felt like, oh, well, if I'm going to be truly independent, is it weird? That I, I went through an opposite moment in my 20s where I was like, is it weird that I still want to be Susie Homemaker? And then I rebelled against that. And then I went through that period. And then now I'm back to like, I do want a family. I think it'd be amazing to have a family. But the funny thing is reflecting even on my parents' relationship too. Like they did sacrifice a lot and they gave a lot of themselves and for the family. But honestly, to be perfectly transparent about my parents, like I think they could have done more work on themselves and on their relationship, which would have ultimately been better for our family in a lot of ways again i don't like i'm not ungrateful for what they've given us and the life they provided and we had our path together but what i learned from that is there would also even if they had like stolen away and taken more vacations on their own or like i don't know had me time and my mom had gone shopping for herself instead of for her mother-in-law for all of us all the time i don't know like I would have loved to see my parents happier too, you know? So we see from different examples how um, taking care of ourselves has to be at least as important, if not more important than caring for others because that, that I look at it as a gas tank kind of, which I don't know, that metaphor is changing a little bit, but for now we'll use it. The tank of gas can run on empty and it can run on empty really fast. And whatever your lifestyle and whatever your obligations are and that could be a combination of your career and your you know intimate relationships and then your friend relationships your family and to your community you know everyone plays has these different combination of elements that make their lives finding space for yourself is just like we all kind of know this kind of way, like we need air and water and vegetables and all this. We know that it's it's necessary. So let this just kind of be a collective reminder and a resting place for all of us to recognize like, yes, it's good and it's okay to put yourself first, to, to put your foot on the brakes and be like, you know what? It is vital for me to take time to work out, to do a yoga class. And I don't need, I genuinely feel bad sometimes when I, take time to exercise and like um just when I'm not working I don't know for me personally I I think I am a, a bit of a workaholic the thing is that I love what I do but you need time away from that and I feel guilty to like collaboration to my staff to my volunteers if I'm not going at all cylinders 24 7 then I'm being a shitty director like I genuinely have felt that and you really shouldn't you're an amazing director you're an amazing human being and you affect so many lives in ways that not only directly but indirectly and it would be such a disservice to all of those people like if you don't take care of yourself you know like how can you give when you have nothing left 
inside. And then that's what I realized with myself, the things that I was giving was negativity. And that wasn't me. And yeah. I think that, that was a red flag for me when I noticed I became the very person that I didn't respect and didn't like at, at the end of the day. Can I ask how did, so you said that you were, you're becoming negative and that other people were feeling that from you. Who brought that up to you? Like, was there somebody that pulled you aside and said, yo, Christine, Christine, you're so negative. Um, Um, What's going on there? (laughs) Yeah, I I, people around me did say that they noticed a a clear change, and also, um, I mean, I felt it. I knew it, and there were big things in my life that were crumbling, like not even crumbling, but just like crashing, like my family life, my relation. I broke up with, like me and Jack broke up, you know, and then work. It was affecting all of our lives, and I dreaded going to work, and then. All of everything that I had worked for that I thought made me me, just mm-hmm. the universe was like, screw you, it's gone. Like none of that, everything that you thought mattered, like it's gone. And I think that was hard for me because I thought that's what defined me as a person, especially I was in my, like in my third, I was like 30 already, you know? Yeah. And then so I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have my life together. What does that mean? And I fell into a deeper, deeper hole. And I mean, in my podcast, I talk about um, my depression and yeah. I, I'm still working through that. And that's, see, that's a, that's a real consequence to feeling burnt out. And right. I couldn't climb out of that hole. Um, but now I like, now that I am at a better place and I can honestly say that it's because first I noticed the red flags, then I had to go to the root of the problem of like, why was I doing all these things? Why, what did I feel like I had to prove to people what mm-hmm. I proved to myself? Mm-hmm. And then when that, I mean, that takes a lot of self-reflection and real, I mean, we say this, like you have to face the ugly truths about yourself. Like yeah. you don't, you don't like yourself or whatever it is. And then now, now, honestly, it's taking baby steps, baby steps of what I like to do. So you mentioned me doing crafting. Like I find solace in that, you know, me going to the beach. I realize I, it clears my head. I feel like a different person. And now I'm starting a crafting club with my friends. I saw it. It's so <laughs> you know? cute. Yeah. It, it's, it's fun, you know, and then I, I'm just doing the, and then I'm actually spending time with my parents, like quality time, not just going to get dinner. It's like, I actually sit there and I will talk to my dad and ask him questions about his past and getting to know him as a person. Like I've, I've asked him, I was like, you know, you always talk about like he 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 said that he, uh, he was part of a gang when he was growing up. My dad was a gangsta, you <laughs> gangsta. know. I know. And then you know, I, just the other day, I was talking to him about that, and then he started talking about how he was. He would tell me stories about him being really angry, and then like you know, guns were involved and stuff like that. And then I was like, Dad, why were you so mad? Like, where does that come from? Do you think? And then we broke it down, and like. It, it, it came down to that when he was in fifth grade, he had a really mean teacher that embarrassed him in front of everyone. Ooh. And that sparked. And then his parents at the time, he was the youngest out of like six kids and he felt neglected. So it was a call for attention. And, you know, that's so deep, that's deep. Yeah. And that's something where I'm like, I get to understand you better because all of that plays into who he is as a person. Absolutely. And yeah, we actually drifted apart and like we we got into a huge fight and that contributed to my depression so now i'm trying to rebuild that and trying to understand them better as human beings so it's all these quality times yeah and having conversations with you you know like really deep therapeutic talks to better understand and none of that leads to money or status or 
you know, all the things that people think you should be chasing or you should have like to get respect. These are all things to fulfill my own, like to refill my tank. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) it gives you fuel. It does. It does. Absolutely. And and the thing is, you know, to, to, I wish we had so much more time to talk. I know. This is the best part of my day right now. And, um, but you know, we were talking about solutions, right? We're talking about the way that we cope because it's to understand this is a very deep, I think um, it's frighteningly more and more relevant. I think personally, my my observation on on life and why I felt this podcast would be something really helpful for myself and hopefully for other people listening is, I think, like numerically speak, like quantifiably, we are we are getting more and more burnt out because of all the all the stuff that we consume on the daily, right? Oh, you yeah. talk about FOMO. You you were a producer for a YouTube uh, channel that that did really well. And like, there's, again, everything that's great and the success of that, it becomes a double-edged sword because then oh, expectations yeah. rise in terms of like appearances and catering to audiences. And I don't know, everybody now feels like they're a brand and, you know, there's so much more FOMO now because we're always just seeing everybody's highlights of everybody's scissor reel every freaking day. And then also the worst things, we're also seeing that on the daily. I just feel like there's massive overstimulation and that I think is leading to more and more burnout. Again, I don't have data or anything that back out. It's just something that I intuitively feel from my peers, my friends, the the young people that I work with collab. Every, it, it's, it's happening more frequently. So in light of that, I think that it's like, it's become more dire. More There's more urgency to really address it. And I love what you're sharing because, yeah, like pumping the brakes and then while you pump the brakes, have those conversations. Sometimes they're uncomfortable as hell to like suddenly try to get deep with your parents that you've never been deep with before or with your siblings or with a boyfriend, girlfriend or a friend or a coworker. Like honestly, Marvin, just like love you, Marvin. He's producing this podcast. Like we've gotten so burnt out from collab because it's a labor of love in so many ways. And we're trying to, we're spread thin, trying to cater to everybody and everything. And we're getting feedback that's negative, but we're like, we need more money and we don't have enough time for this. And why did this get messed up? And we just like, we're usually me, I'm taking accountability. (laughs) I'll like get super mean. Like I'll, I'll snap at him and just, it's, it's just negative. You know what I mean? So I think um, doing those things, those conversations, working out's a big way that I cope with it. And I have made it a habit to exercise because those endorphins, they save yeah. my life, y'all. Like, <laughs> really. And everyone finding their way of working out. Like, not everyone wants to go to the gym and lift. But I don't know. I think that you go to the beach, right? Um, do you have any, like, social media tactics? Like, I, I stopped getting notifications on my Instagram and Facebook. Like, I check when I check, but otherwise I don't want to be notified when I look at my phone, do you, yeah. do you do any of that? Um, I don't have any notifications. I, I like, it's really hard to turn off because there is that. And I was just reading about this cause Aziz, I think he came out with like, he just disconnected from everything Yo. and then, yeah. And he just said it's because, and it's true because there's a sense of high when you get like news, like you need to keep up with everything, something new all the time. And when you don't have that, you feel empty. You feel like you're not keeping up with things. And it's not like you're not staying up to date to things that are happening, but you don't need to constantly refresh, 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 which is what I do. I always click on Instagram and it's like, oh, who else posted? Oh, so now there's Insta story. And now there's all these ways you can be in people's lives. Like you said, it's just more and more and more and more. And um, for me now, 
<laughs> like I'm starting to substitute some of the time to actually read a book. <laughs> yes. Right? Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. And then, and then Aziz is the same thing where now it's like, you fill your head with things that you actually remember, you know, versus when I'm on the internet, I just, I literally, I forget ADD totally. Right. I'm just like, wait, what, what was that one thing? And whatever. Cause yep. I'm not really there. I'm not present. Right. And that's the key. That's right. the key. Being present as much as you can in the moment. And that is so much harder than saying it. But I mean, I mean, you know, we gotta right? say it, though. We got to say it, though. And I think you and I being in, in the entertainment industry or working with creatives and um, being very social media heavy in terms of like it affects our work, right? It's, it's part yeah. of us. We have we have things to promote. We have things to share content that we want people to tune in. And that's all good. Right. But I think it's striking that balance and that 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 whole term work life balance, man. It is it is incredibly crucial and everybody's got to figure out their way and we'll, you know, continue, I think, through our mediums. And I definitely want you back on this podcast. We continue to to share our ways that you can attain that. But I think it also first it's everything I think starts with intention, saying like, you know, this is this is a problem. You gotta acknowledge the problem. I feel I feel burnt out. I feel tired. I feel irritable. I'm not engaged. I don't feel the same joy that I did for things that used to bring me joy. Um, I don't feel present. Honestly, just putting this out there, if you're talking to me in person, unless it's something really urgent and you can like even acknowledge that it, uh, with a small apology, like, hey, I'm sorry, I got to take this. Please don't be on your phone in front of me. It's mm-hmm. like we're getting to that place now with socially like it's becoming more unacceptable. And I think that it's great because we need to like be there with each other. Yeah. And um, something that I noticed, again, I work with a lot of younger people when they're on their phone and I'm trying to talk to them for anything. <laughs> pisses me off it adds to like feeling like okay i'm gonna have to repeat this to you again because you're not even listening to me yeah slash also you don't care what i'm talking about so um that like i think it's okay when we find the people that we trust to like give each other this guidance of how not to um over overextend ourselves that it's okay to take care of Uh, our needs first and figure out what that means so that you don't fall behind on work or anything like that but you also don't need to what are your time wasters right like i would literally check facebook like eight thousand times a day i'm probably not exaggerating (laughs) and um turning off your notifications or having you know blackout hours or telling people like you cannot email me for work i will i will not check work emails after 8 p.m. I mean, like really generous, there. <laughs> but like I would check email, work email till midnight. You know, it's it would never stop. So, um, yeah, you have to set boundaries. You have to start doing little changes. And for me, I'm, it's always really hard for me to make to jump from like zero to a hundred because sure. you want to, right? You want the yeah. next. You want to like I want to be better tomorrow. I'm but free. then, it, yeah, you know. But it really does take little subtle changes and. Like you said, it has to be met with intention. And really, it comes to, like for me, I had to really take the time to figure out what was causing me to be unhappy. You know, was it the people? Was it the actual work that I was doing? Was it how I was spending my time? And what was sucking energy out of me and what was giving me energy? And I think when you were able to pinpoint it down, like like for me, it's either talking it out with someone, like, like this is like talking all of my thoughts out or I write it out like I have to get it out and I have to see it visually so like to me it's always like creating I always create lists stuff that like you know I hate and stuff that I love and I can really see it like something as detailed as you know I love 
petting my dog, you know, and other things is like, oh, I hate doing laundry. <laughs> you know, it's just like you get to really see what you can like what you're doing with your time and then what you can like minimize or what you can cut out. Right. And yeah, and ask for just, help with. Right. Yes. You yes. can ask for it. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, if you say you're professional, you hate doing your social media, hire somebody. Let that be someone's job. I don't know. But and, 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 and one final thing before we go to the IMO segment, which we can give more advice. But um, I, I really think the thing that you're doing, that practice is amazing. And the reason why I started doing something similar to that, which is like gratitude listing. And that's mentally for me is through meditation. Um, and I think mental health is increasingly like it's always been important. But I think, you know, again, it's it's building in terms of the consequences to not addressing mental health in a real way. Um, you know, it's 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 a big problem. And so let's let's work on the solution and i think there's no st- the stigma behind mental health getting mental health addressed and getting therapy and counseling is lessening which i think is incredible and then um you know daily on the daily doing meditation doing yoga whatever you need to do to like take deep breaths and to literally a lot of meditation is is grounded in gratitude which to me is the core of being happy and being joyful and it kind of takes away i need this i need this i need this and it's less of it's racing that and saying i have this i'm grateful i'm grateful i have my dog to pet i'm grateful i have a bed to lay in you know and those things will kind of help balance out all that other frenetic energy yeah it gives you perspective yes yeah yeah and i really like i think for me my last thing is that i think being burnt out is a direct result of you stifling your inner truth and it's it's your inner soul, your inner spirit trying to nudge you and remind you that there's something inside that you're not living authentically. So yeah. I think if you think of it that way, then you do owe it to yourself to find out what your inner truth is. And I think the world around you will thank you for it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they'll. I, I highly doubt there's a punishment that will come with you being true to yourself. And it might not be easy, but it's worthwhile. Yeah. It's worth the journey. Yeah. Love you, Christine, so much. Oh, this is why love you. we should have like a four-hour podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because we could easily do that, and everyone be like, "Yes, yes," or "No," and it'd be great because no. I would love to have discussions. Um, so hopefully, that was um, a good dive into the burnout epidemic. I think, and I, I hope that people find some relief in, in knowing that you're not alone and that also there are ways to deal with it and that we can address our inner truths, our habits, and find a way to, to deal and to thrive. So now we're going to go into the IMO segment where Christine and I can give a little bit piece of advice to one of our listeners who has uh, sent in a question. And shout out to Mitchell. Who's, Mitchell, we, we love, love you. Mitchell. He's uh, one of my former interns and also helped Christine with her with producing um, content for Christine. Yeah. And he's just a, an amazing soul and originally from Hawaii. Now in Los Angeles. But um, Mitchell writes, he says, I consider myself not great at reaching out and making new friends. I'm comfortable with keeping to myself and doing things by myself. Hence, my social circle is very, very small. Is this a problem for life in general? Others make friends so easily. And is it necessary to keep expanding my social circle? If I'm not expanding my social circle, is it impossible to find a relationship slash expand experiences? Ooh, so deep, Mitchell. I know. I, I expect nothing less. I know. It's very well thought out. 
Well, I it sounds like to me. Well, since I know Mitchell, like mm-hmm. I think you're a really social person. <laughs> I know. I I think like, I, right? You make friends great. <laughs> yeah, like you exude a lot of like positive energy, and you know. But I I get what you're what you're saying, and I don't know if it comes down to being an introvert or an extrovert. And for me, um, I am. I was an extrovert. Now I'm an introvert, and I it basically just comes down to like do. You, does being around people take away your energy or do you get energy from being around people? And I think that's a question for yourself. If do you like, I guess it's just the question of, do you want to have more friends? Like, do you, are you afraid of expanding your circle? Are you, are you afraid of rejection? Are you afraid of being yourself? And then, you know, to strangers and then people not wanting to be your friend. Um, And yeah, where does this question stem from? You know, are you observing other people with lots of friends in their social circle or you hear other people who have expanded their social circle and found relationships because of that? And you feel like maybe you need to do that. Um, I think that's interesting because the the, the theme of adults making new friends, right, has come up quite a bit. One of the movies that just came to my mind was I Love You, Man, uh, with (laughs) Paul Rudd and... um, and Jason Siegel, because yeah, sometimes you, if you move or if you change careers, you know, sometimes there are different life events that cause you to maybe need to expand your social circle. Um, I think if you're perfectly happy with the relationships you have, I think, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And if they fulfill, you know, uh, the, you know, the feeling a bond with somebody and having similar interests and things like that, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I think maybe because I'm such a social person, um, I do have my core group of girlfriends and friends that I've had since since I was really young. And I feel very blessed with that. But I also feel like, my newer friends that I've met through collaboration or through acting and and new jobs, they bring a different perspective and element to my life that quite frankly, I mean, it's just, it's just when we entered each other's lives, right. And the, and the lives that they inhabit, like my actor friends are very, very different than my tech friends from, from San Francisco. Right. And so I think I think there's very much a benefit from expanding social circles. And even if you don't want to add to your friends, friend, like your core friends, even just for networking purposes, it's, you know, there are benefits and there's ways to manage that in terms of expectations, I guess, within yourself saying like, oh, I don't need to be best friends with this person, but I think they're pleasant and fun and we could benefit off of knowing each other for work, perhaps. But um, yeah. I think that's a personal decision. I think there are benefits. I think networking is always valuable because building trust and building camaraderie with people genuinely, not for like trying to get something out of somebody, but um, being able to connect with others is is an important uh, skill. It's a good skill to have um, just to build up as a person and professional, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And it's the intention, really, because... I think getting to know different types of people and expanding your circle, people are able to broaden your perspective on life. And you actually learn a lot more about the world than yourself. So if you come with that intention of meeting new people, not necessarily like, oh, you're going to be my new best friend or, you know, um, I don't like your energy or like your energy. It's basically to expand your own understanding of other people. And I really think that in this day and age, we really need that because there's a lot of things that we don't know about each other and a lot of assumptions and we 
just hinder ourselves from growing as a society and people. Right. So, and I also yeah. think there's ways now to, um, again, if, if, if it really isn't your cup of tea, I, I don't think by any means you should force yourself to be like horribly uncomfortable. If it's a, like a personal challenge, that's great. But also you can learn about other people through reading books and listening to podcasts. There's other ways to kind of experience other lifestyles, perspectives, um, that you don't have to like, I'm not asking anybody to go traumatize themselves if they're extremely, if that makes them, you know, to that extent uncomfortable. But I think if you're open to it, it's great. And um, and also I say that because, Mitchell, you personally, I think people would love to get to know you. I think you bring a unique thing. And I say that to other people as well that I don't know. I'm curious to no end. And I think, again, I get burnt out because I try to know too much about everybody. What's your favorite color? What's your dream? And where do you want to go in life? And what's your passion? And uh, um, again, spectrum. There's a there's a good and a bad to everything. But uh, I think it's good to stay open minded. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Share your magic with the world, Mitchell. Do it. Don't uh, be selfish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love. Okay, so that wraps up IMO and this episode four of first of all and Christine. I love you so much. Where can people find more of your work and more of you? Um, you can follow me on Instagram, Peachy Christine, or like Minji mentioned, um, I have a podcast with my co-host Regina called Perfectly Imperfect, and all of the information is on my Instagram account. So yeah, that's talk and have honest conversation. Let's more and more. And if you were moved by this content, uh, this episode of past, um, I have one ask because I'm learning how to ask for what I want and need. I would love for you to share it with somebody. I'm not asking you to post it all over your social media. I'm asking you to personally uh, share it with a friend that might benefit from uh, hearing the conversation or have a topic that to uh, that they could contribute to us. So that's my ask. And um, more asks, please follow first of all on Instagram and Twitter. It's at first of all pod. And you can send your questions through those, through those channels. And um, if you have questions for the IMO segment, love to hear from you. You can also email first of all pod at gmail.com. And you can also, if you feel compelled to donate uh, through PayPal to that email address. And you can also uh, become a patron at Patreon, patreon.com slash first of all podcast. That one actually has the full podcast word. And keep an eye out because I'm I'm working on some really fun creative projects. Actually, Christine, you came to mind when I thought of doing this. But I I draw. I've been drawing since I was a really, really little kid. And I thought I'd just design some some merch or some t-shirts to share just for funsies. Oh my God. Uh, so I'm that's another element to this that I want to give to patrons and then I want to just have available. So keep an eye out for that. Thank you to Marvin Yue, my wonderful producer and uh, support system for this podcast. Thank you to Clara for her music. And uh, we'll see you next week on First of All. Have a great week, everyone. Yay, I'm so proud of you, Minji. Oh, I love you. I love you too. Thank you. Bye.